three, two, one. It's a rocket ship. That's a quote from a movie yep. <laughs> we watched. It's a rocket ship. It's a rocket ship. I'm Adam from your movies, Sex. Uh, this is Sardonicast. Hello. I'm Ralph Seppi from Smoochie. You're Smoochie? Yeah. Yeah, what? Yeah, I'm Alex uh, from IHG. <laughs> And uh, I've already forgotten what the, there's like another Smoochie character. What was it? Smoochie and Bucci's cousin, Bucci. <laughs> something. Yeah, Bucci. yeah. Moochie. Brown, It was Moochie. The maroon brown one. Moochie. That's right. Drop yeah. the S. Uh huh. Man. <laughs> Munchie. Mm. Yeah, great movie. No. But speaking of great movies, it's that time of year, everybody. The Oscars, man. They're here. The thing we all mm-hmm. care about the most. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. We did it. At least yeah. it's not the Golden Globes or the Grammys <laughs> <laughs> or the 420 Awards. Yeah. <laughs> well, those are the, the best. The 420 Awards. Yeah, the Game yeah. Awards. VGAs. <laughs> yeah. I could not care less about the Grammys. I saw one interesting news bit from it, and that was that uh, uh, what's her name, Viola Davis, is now mm. yeah. an EGOT. Yeah. So heard right. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Great. Cool. She's yeah. one of like what That's six it. people or some shit? I don't know how many, actually. Yeah, I just saw a clip from it of the guy revealing the Harry Styles award or something and his it let zoom <laughs> on his face and it was like quite Yeah, it's in Harry thing. Styles perform or something. It is the Grammys. I've never seen a Grammy show ever. I know? mean he di- he didn't win. He didn't win anything for acting. No. For those of you listening who are confused what an EGOT is, it's when you win an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Yeah. So there's only a few people, I don't know, a dozen people. Yeah, we were just talking that about that because um, they mentioned that in the film Tar, that Lydia oh, Tar yeah, is like yeah. one of those. Um, but we were saying like the director, the graduate, you know, there's, yeah, there's only like, what, like five people, right? So yeah, yeah that's great. Good for her. It's like Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> Justin Roiland. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all the big boys. <laughs> Who else we got? Yeah, Mike Nichols is the director of the... I can look up the EGOT winners. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's Mike Nichols who's the... Ezra Miller. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Wait, let me Brian see. Brian Singer. Audrey Hepburn, this one. There's, du- there's double EGOT, too. Oh, dubs? Some got dubs? Double EGOT, yeah. Need two of each? Uh-huh. Yeah. A person who has won all four awards at least twice. That's crazy. Robert Robert Lopez. But there's a few, look. There's, there's the Regot as well, what which the? is if you include a Razzie as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. Regot. <laughs> they got relevant. Razzies are relevant. They should erase that they one. They said it was going to be an easy job. Off of job. Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia is for relevant information. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, it says Mel Brooks. Yeah, it did Mel Brooks. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. Aub- Aub- Audrey Hepburn. Army Hammer. John Legend. Army ha- I saw some article about Army Hammer this morning. Where he was oh, like, yeah? Uh, yeah. I, want- I just wanted to, oh, yeah. after the news dropped about him, he said something strange, like he wanted to... Swim out into the ocean until he was like eaten by a shark or something bizarre. Oh, that's yeah. funny because he's that's, a cannibal. <laughs> that's what Shia LaBeouf <laughs> yeah. had like, I guess it triggered Shia LaBeouf to say a similar thing. He's like, I had a gun on the table. 
You know, it's like, yeah, I wonder how the victims felt. I don't trust yeah. Shia LaBeouf about anything. No. He's dishonest and yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. <laughs> <laughs> That is very funny that Army Hammer was like, I was so depressed I wanted to get eaten. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. a, a very one-track mind, I see. Clearly, yeah. All right, Alex, you want to read one the Oscar mind. noms, the om nom noms? Yeah, let's do Oh, this. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's start with the big one. Actor in a leading role. Uh, nominees, Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Ooh. Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirin, Brent, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Yay. Paul Meskel for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Have any favorites in this section? I feel like it's going to go to Austin Butler. I'm worried it will go to Austin so? Butler. I'm worried I feel like it will go that. to him. Did you not like him in the in the role? I mean, he he wasn't terrible, but not to be. It wouldn't be <laughs> okay. like top five of the year sort of thing for me. And sure. I, I think that the Oscars has a bias towards these like biopics where they're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. he reminded me so much of the real life character. It's like okay, that's also partly casting, right? Like you, you pick someone that like kind of looks like them already, and mm-hmm. now he's doing this weird fucking ad campaign for himself, where he's saying like, "I've permanently damaged my <laughs> oh, yeah. voice. I can't speak normal anymore. <laughs> yeah. All I can oh, say no, is baby, like, baby, yeah. baby, baby." And it's exactly like, not that he damaged his voice. He like only talks like Elvis now. Like he, he can't get out he of the damaged Elvis his voice. voice. <laughs> he said he's like, like I don't know if that's true. I think he's just doing a fucking Oscar buzz thing. Because remember the for the um, that was hilarious Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Everybody's everybody yeah. clowns on that winning best editing, but they don't remember that part of the reason why that happened is because there was a, this sob story behind it where they were like, well, yeah, the editor saved the movie because Brian Singer dropped out halfway through, and so it was the editor. Like d- nobody knew what was happening on set, but the editor saved it, and so they gave the editing award to a movie that had shit editing just because of the story behind it is what it seemed like happens. So I think that that's uh-huh. what Austin Butler's doing right now. Maybe call me insensitive. Maybe there's medical records and he's like actually suffering through something, which is weird. And I don't understand why, but like, I just, I don't know. I think, I think Brendan Fraser deserves it the most, both for his performance and also maybe the sob story behind it. <laughs> mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like a depressing repeat of Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't know what it was about that whole that movie and now Elvis, like that was one of my big takeaways seeing this list. I was like, man, I, as soon as I started seeing all the ads for Elvis, I was like, man, this is just not interesting to me. <laughs> these, yeah. These but Elvis like, is a much, it's a much better movie than Bohemian Rhapsody is. I mean, that movie was really fucking bland. I and like you said, it was uh agree. completely incompetent. No, nah. it was carried by Randy. I think right? that, El- Elvis Elvis has more style. El- Elvis, Elvis at least had a hook. Yeah. And it was like about the story of, you know, the Tom Hanks character and whatever and uh, his control over Elvis. It's like, all right, at least there's like a, like something to focus on there. Whereas Bohemian Rhapsody, it's like the worst of these fucking biopics. It reminds me of that new Whitney Houston one, which uh, oh, yeah. it's also the same writer, by the oh, way, no. <laughs> as Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's like, just like, yeah, basically beats of their life, like you know a b c they they get a musical career they they you know have struggles or whatever it's the same thing every movie Mm -hmm. uh it's better when you do a biopic like amadeus or something where it's like something different and different perspective elvis look i I didn't love it but it was like it's definitely better than bohemian rhapsody (laughs) got some good acting (laughs) you know it's definitely cheesy it's super fucking cheesy i mean it depends on how you grade it 
There's 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 some good acting in Elvis. There's also some really bad acting. Like Tom Hanks, what the fuck yeah, were you doing? Are you, <laughs> if you look at the, the actual real life person, the the character that he's portraying, and you can hear him in interviews. He doesn't sound like that at all. I don't know what he was trying to do. Yeah, Tom Hanks was doing. A he was weird really hamming it up in that. Yeah, super hammy. But the whole movie was like cheesy. That was bizarre. That was. I I think it's. I think it's cruel to let Tom Hanks do that. I think that that is abuse from the director to let Tom Hanks do that. <laughs> That's so weird <laughs> that he was yeah. allowed to do that. On yeah. Set. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay. So like, who else is nominated? I think that's like the main. I think it's between Austin yeah. Butler and. I only the only one I haven't seen is Living, which is apparently an, a remake of Ikiru. So I need to watch that first. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Is it? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Colin Farrell, though. Shout out to... Oh, hell yeah. Ben yeah, Sheets. he was great. Um, yeah. He could he win, really and good. I wouldn't be as upset about it if Austin yeah, would win. Yeah. I think he could win, too. If he won, I wouldn't... Yeah. I think he could possibly win. Yeah. It's entirely possible, as uh, someone would say. Okay. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actor in a supporting role, then. Brendan Gleeson for Banshee's... Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Cogan, is that you say it? Cohen? Keegan? I don't know. Uh, is it Ke- I Ke- Keegan? Keegan? I think it's- yeah, he's Irish. Right? Is, it Keegan? Know, man. is it like Ke- Keegan Michael Keegan? Keegan, Keegan. Keegan sounds Irish and proper. Yeah, the Bans- yeah for Banshees, obviously. And a Ku Kihoi Kwan for Everything Everywhere. That was another thing that stood out. Was like, I, w- I really was not anticipating everywhere everything everywhere to get really many nods at all but it is all over this list and i'm yeah personally quite pleased about that yeah, some good some very happy some really, about that i not even just from that movie but there's some really sensible nominations this year i didn't mention like paul mezcal like that's that's a crazy good nominate he did great in that movie um yeah after sun after sun yeah. yeah and and it wasn't expecting that because i did i didn't expect it to really get nominated for anything maybe like screenplay I, mm-hmm. I don't know but mm-hmm. yeah one nomination for the movie and it's not a bad one and then yeah i like brian tyree henry he's been in a lot of great stuff haven't seen causeway yet but yeah who else we got on this one the the oh yeah barry keegan is like he's i'm I'm happy he's getting recognized he's been great in like every movie really so and he was a standout character in that movie some a lot of great first time noms like three of the people mm-hmm. on on this supporting actor are just like first time Oscar noms. I think four. How many of them? Maybe they're trying to course correct for how bad last year's one was. I, was it last year? I mm-hmm. seem to remember being particularly just like, what is? It was. Like, what is this? Really there wasn't lame. a lot coming out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe that was more like COVID affecting. Yeah, it, or, it was a bit of a stronger year. Mm. This this or last year technically. Yeah, yeah. It was Steven Soderbergh's fault. It's all his fault. Yeah. <laughs> how, how fucking dare he? <laughs> well, he did the the weird yeah. Oscar stuff he like produced he the oscars steven soderbergh oh he, he does I, I don't even know that <laughs> he, yeah he was the one responsible for like the weird like camera movements and like putting uh oh black panther at best actor at the end and then <laughs> that whole fucking oh. weird dumpster oh. fire oh. and yeah well there's a so like all the camera movements he shot at like traffic or something yeah, it was like the he was traffic. the one making decisions. It was they just let him do wow, that's interesting. something and he fucked it up really bad. It was weird. <laughs> mm. uh, okay. okay. Let's do actress in a leading role then if we want to move on. Kate. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett from uh, Tar. Uh we have Anna de Armas for Blonde. Uh 
Mm. Andrea Riseborough for to Leslie, Sorry. Michelle Williams, Fablemans, Michelle Yeoh, everything everywhere. Really, that, I, I, Anna kind of stands yeah. out to me for yeah. kind of the inverse reason to me. But I thought she was good in it. It was it was just a bad. It was just a not very great movie. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a messy movie. But I liked. I her think in it. that she was great at crying. I think that if <laughs> if you're going to be in a movie where your accent is showing through the in, most of it, like that's 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 like at least one criticism of the performance. And if we're going to say five best of the year, I should not be thinking of any criticisms of the performance. I would say that it's entirely possible to find five performances <laughs> in a year where there's nothing wrong with the performance. So I would just I would just say yeah, it doesn't really belong it's for me. Entirely possible. I wouldn't say she deserves a Razzie yeah. or anything, but like yeah, I I don't know if I agree. No, that that's just it being yeah. in, in best actress category. Yeah, Razzie just means spirited. Yeah, they just yeah. pick on an actor or actress every yeah, year. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really mind her getting nominated. Uh, I don't think she's gonna win at all. I think probably Kate Blanchett. Yeah, sure. I think it's she a, should. A sweep for Blanchett. Michelle Yeoh yeah. could get it maybe, I, but. Um, Kate Blanchett. Michelle Yeoh was sure. great. My favorite actor in that was probably Kei Kwan. I think he would, or James mm-hmm. Wong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were better. Sure. <laughs> the war, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. As good as she is as the lead. So there's a there's a particular, seemingly unprecedented controversy in this category. So we've all never watched To Leslie and probably never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Andrea yeah, Riseborough. So they're investigating her right now because uh, her nomination was not brought out of a studio-backed four-year consideration campaign, but because she went on social media and she was like, hey, everybody campaign for me. And all of her peers and all of these other actors were like, you know what? You did like a fucking amazing job in this movie. And they all pushed for her to get this Oscar campaign. And so now because it isn't like a money back huh. push and it's like a genuine grassroots like, oh, people liked the performance. They're investigating her being like, was there so? Did you do something wrong? You're supposed to have money behind this. Oh. Like, it's just like, holy shit, really? Like you get this one like this one inkling of like, oh, maybe the Oscars aren't so fake. Like, and then they're like, we got to look and into then, this. Yeah, <laughs> we got to punish her. Because yeah. the studio, didn't, yeah, yeah th- there was no four-year consideration campaign for her from the actual production company or studio. It was so, all celebrity-backed yeah, and actor-backed. And they're investigating over it. Like, what the fuck? Barack dude? Obama <laughs> retroactively, yeah. like, put it on his best of the year list. Yeah. I hadn't really looked into this movie before, but it's got, like, 4K ratings on IMDb. It's, like, clearly... Mm-hmm. It's very, it looks very good, though, actually. Yeah. Looks really interesting. Yeah, supposedly the performance is really good. And yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. She's been in a few other things and I've enjoyed her. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to that, actually. Maybe the movie's shit and the performance is really great, but you know. <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, actress in a supporting role Angela Bassett for Black Panther, uh, Hong Chao, The Whale, Kerry Condon, The Banshees of Inisherin. Jamie Lee Curtis, everything, everything, that, that is bizarre. Uh, and Stephanie, <laughs> too, for everything, everywhere. It's yeah. funny, yeah, they're, how many nominations they're tossing at that movie. Everything, so, everywhere. Yeah, out of yeah. all of them, though, like, Jamie Lee is, is a strange one. Why not? Uh-huh. All the other ones I can get I can get behind in, from some angles. Not, not that she's bad in the movie or anything, but it's just like, huh, that's really not, uh, if we're talking, you know, best supporting <laughs> role, 
<laughs> in a year. It's not really what kind of pops into my head. No. <laughs> That's it. This is your first Oscar nom also. So it might be it's, one of those wild. like... Oh yeah, hey, they just recognizing yeah, you. They now. just wanted, to, yeah. They're finally inviting her. Like, well, she'd probably been there before. Yeah, yeah they. You're in a big notable Oscar movie. You <laughs> exactly. Never, yeah, we're gonna nominate you now. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah. Apparently, right. yeah. I haven't seen New Black Panther, but apparently Angela does really good. Yeah, how is Angela? But you're the only one who's seen it. I think Rafa of us through. Yeah, she was very good in it. Yeah, I liked her performance in it a lot, and I liked the movie too. I probably thought it was better than the first one. Remember that whole controversy where they tried to invent a category for the first Black Panther? That was fun. Well, this time they just, yeah, they just nominated it for awards and no one cares. Like an acting award, <laughs> That's yeah. what they should have done the first time. <laughs> anyway. Stupid. Yeah. Okay. Yes, um, animated feature, then. We got Guillermo's Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Marcel mm-hmm. the shoe, the shell with shoes on. Try saying that three times over. I know. Fast. Uh, <laughs> Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. It's a very interesting year for like animated movies. I thought I haven't seen Puss in Boots yet, but the rest of those, I'm like, those just a really interesting category. Like all those movies were pretty good. The ones I saw anyway. Did you watch The Sea Beast? No, that I, not I, that I, one. I saw like <laughs> half an hour of The Sea Beast. It really wasn't that interesting. But the rest of them, yeah, I like Turning Red. No light year there. Um, not that Ooh. it should have been there. I was Good. just saying. No light year. Turning red, which yeah. I thought was better. Yeah. I, I like turning red more. So I'm too glad gay. that was nominated. <laughs> yeah. Too gay. <laughs> and I liked uh, Pinocchio and I liked Marcel. I thought those were both great. Yeah. And they were very different kinds of animation. Yeah. I think I think Pinocchio has a really good chance at winning. The Academy likes uh-huh. Guillermo, obviously. And they, you yeah. know, they don't watch all the animated movies. Anyway, that's been documented. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think Puss in Boots is the best one out of all of them, honestly. I think it works really well. Mm. And I do also like Marcel the Shell more than I like Pinocchio. Only one I haven't seen is uh, Sea Beast. So. I, I probably like Marcel better, too. Yeah. Um, but I like both. Yeah, I think I rate Pinocchio them the is same. not bad. I just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems like the obvious choice if we're talking about the... Uh what the academy's gonna pick yeah there's a, there's kind of like two fuck you disney's in the nominations <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh yeah pinocchio and uh puss puss yeah light you're not being nominated or a uh, strange world that's kind of a fuck you to disney from the academy it's time time's up do good disney do yeah. better but yeah, who, Don't be evil. even they would struggle to make a case for either of those movies belonging <laughs> on this yeah. list, I feel. Those are both flops. Yeah, they were in your four, their four-year consideration campaigns. I went over those. I was <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh <laughs> Lightyear, can you please nominate it for every category? I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, doesn't Disney always do that? Didn't they it's funny. Try yeah. to, like, camp- Don't they campaign for, like, Star Wars, like, yeah. the... the- last one that just came out the you know rise of skywalker well i mean like in a couple years ago like three years ago maybe all of these for for your consideration campaigns used to be like a bit more reserved they'd be like hey nominate this film and then specifically for categories we think the directing really stands out and like this performance but it seems like in this past year i looked at all the different studios for your consideration campaigns they're just they're going all in they're going everything everywhere all at once basically <laughs> they're just like can nominate all of our movies for every category and i'm like oh damn the oscars looks like they're gonna have to do their own work from now on <laughs> yeah yeah exactly cinematography's next and kind of an eclectic 
mix here. Yeah. Uh, we got All Quiet mm. on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Oh, okay. So I haven't seen all these movies, but I've seen like clips and trailers, so I know mm-hmm. like enough about like how they look like. <laughs> yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the obligatory Deacons uh, shout out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Empire of Light? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. It looked so boring. I haven't seen it Yeah, yet. the movie looks yeah, boring, but thing. the best part of it looks like the look of the movie. Exactly. I'm like, oh, it looks cool. I think Tar would be a great win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the cinematography really seen. stands out in that movie. Yeah. I, I agree. mean, it's just a really awesome movie in general, but... It's just everything about the movie is yeah. mm-hmm. fantastic. Very, it's, it's pretty perfectionist. Uh-huh. Compared to, like, a lot of the other nominees, you know? Yeah. How do you guys feel about All Quiet on the Western Front? I haven't seen it yet. I watched this like a few months ago. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be kind of like a 1917 situation again where it gets a bunch of nominations or something. Mm-hmm. But to be know? honest, I, I don't really remember that. If we're talking about cinematography, I don't really remember. Hmm. Uh, as, as much as I do with like a tar, you know, or something like that. Um, yeah. Where I can remember a lot of that movie and the visuals. And yeah. Frames, but. Like specific choices as to how each scene's shot like i that's i remember mm-hmm. that very well about tar it sticks with you um mm-hmm. yeah i uh i'll be checking out all quiet on the western front soon i just i want to watch the original first i'll be checking out bardo soon yeah uh, let me know what you think that's another one yeah that's another one like i like the it's kind of um polarizing i'm curious how, how you feel about yeah, it. yeah i like the cinematography though like mm-hmm. i could just well i know the director like a lot of wide angles, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. It looks great. The RE2 is always great visually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No strong feelings. Like okay. Costume design. Yeah. I guess not. No. Tar. <laughs> yeah, I would say tar. Uh, costume yeah. design. We got Babylon, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything Everywhere, and Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. It's it's funny I'm surprised because to see, sorry. yeah, I'm also surprised to see Everything Everywhere. Right? Is that what you're gonna say? I was surprised to see Babylon. Oh. Well, because it's there. kind of like a period piece. <laughs> and they're wearing fancy yeah, but rich people. It wasn't well received, but yeah. And I the guess. fancy rich uh-huh. people that vote at the Oscars get to role play for a little bit and being like, oh, what if I was rich in the 50s or whatever? <laughs> Just, <laughs> Instead like, of rich now. I wanted yeah. to wear the 50s rich people clothes. I go to a 50s. They watch the movie, they're like, I should have a I should have an old party. We should all dress up. Yeah. Yeah. A Babylon themed party. Yeah. Where we all do copious amounts of cocaine <laughs> yeah oh what a time to be alive bring in an elephant what what do you think is the logic then with the everything everywhere i think is that there's a lot of, the of joy costumes. character and the yeah yeah exactly because there's the... parts of the movie where you know they're shape-shifting and dimensions and so there's mm-hmm. there's lots of costumes and the oscars likes when there's lots of whatever the category is yeah so no strong feelings in this category. I think Elvis might get it because there's yeah. specific costumes of like, you know, the white Elvis costume on stage. And it's just so iconic looking mm-hmm. that I think, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's something that people will go like, oh, yeah, that was a good costume I liked. You know? Yeah. Even though it's inspired from something real. But yeah, I guess that's a different yeah, who, set of but, challenges. But that, that often <laughs> is why it wins. Yeah. They're like, oh, it looks exactly yeah. like this thing that existed. Mm-hmm. That uh, member berries, yeah, that we yeah. see all the time. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Elvis or like Babylon. I mean, Black Panther had good costumes too. I, I have no strong preference on that. Yeah, 
So I, mm. <laughs> I'm debating whether or not I should <laughs> like watch Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna watch this one award. You're not gonna give it a shot. Oh, you're so Mrs. Harris goes to Paris of movies. You yeah, even go to try. I can't believe it. <laughs> hey, maybe one day it could um, be so. It could be the best movie of the year. You don't know. Yeah, you haven't seen yeah, every exactly. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Next category. We got a big one: directing. Ooh. So we got the Banshees, Finisherin, Everything Everywhere, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Spielberg's got it. Hmm. I don't think he deserves it, but. It would be cool if the Daniels won, though. Do you think? Oh, yeah. Mm. It seems like so obvious, doesn't it? That man, that's just so disappointing. Like cause some of these other movies are so like interesting, um, especially like Everything mm. Everywhere. If it could get, it would be cool if Daniels got it. That'd be fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they will. I wouldn't be upset with Todd Field either, but I don't think they're going to give it to him. Yeah, it's a tough one. I'm really not sure because those are all good picks. You're probably right. It's probably Spielberg. They're probably just going to give it to him. Well, yeah, because he made a movie about his own movies. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> they we're giving this award to all Spielberg films. <laughs> they made a movie. The, the Academy loves movies about like the magic of cinema. Yeah, and the there's so many of, of them now. <laughs> the artist, you know, they gave yeah. it to that. And it's La La oh, No, well, actually, they didn't, give, they didn't give that best picture. Part of my confusion. I mean, they... they <laughs> <laughs> messed up the cards or whatever yeah but yeah they gave some things to la la land they love movies like that is the point they love movies that are about hollywood that are about how m- amazing movies are yeah i still love the i thought fablemans was a great movie but yeah they they will give it not because it's a great movie because it's about movies <laughs> and, yeah, the <laughs> and they love that the fablemans <laughs> just feels yeah. like an oscar bait movie and that's kind of what pisses me off about it <laughs> you know <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just feels like it's there to win Oscars, and that's why the movie was made. <laughs> was that a She Said nominated? I don't see it here. No. Uh, to me, that feels like an Oscar bait movie. Oh, yeah? Fablements is actually, like, enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> we had, like, like I th- again, with the bullshit, oh, it's about movies or whatever. It, it was a good drama, too. Like, it, it was about his life and... I don't know, I yeah. thought it was interesting. I, I, I thought that it was very masturbatory and that mm. by the end of the movie, it felt like the first the first act had finished and they forgot to write a second and third act. And without spoiling yeah. anything, I think it kind of rides, the, the impressions of the film kind of ride off of the high of a very funny cameo near the end of the film. And that kind of leaves everyone in, in to, to just leaving the theater with a really good mood because that scene was awesome that was the best scene in the movie but the rest of it was just so uninvesting to me mm-hmm. yeah i did like that scene it's the standout scene it's crazy <laughs> it's definitely the most right, notable yeah. part of the movie but yeah mm-hmm. well we got uh documentaries next and uh, we can rock it through these all that breathes all the beauty and the bloodshed fire of love a house made of splinters and navel knee Navalny. Um, Navalny. Yeah. I haven't seen any of these, so I don't really have any comment. Uh, yeah, no idea. I've seen three of them. So, uh, Fire of Love was awesome. Out of the three that I've seen, that would be my favorite. Would highly recommend. Watch on a good screen with good sound. It's really good. Yeah, uh, House Made of Splinters. Great. Very sad. I don't think it's going to win. I don't know. 
surprised it's nominated actually navalny very boring and kind of just like opportunistic just like you know it's a it was a documentary that was rushed out as a surprise like addition to sundance and it was like oh because this is a big news item but it was just like it didn't say anything that it was it was just so boring it was like it didn't say anything new it was not providing any like substantive information about it all that breathes won best documentary at con and at sundance haven't seen that yet and then all the beauty at the bloodshed won the joker award at venice so that should be interesting <laughs> joker <award. laughs> Yeah. Yeah, didn't Blonde win at Venice too? <laughs> um yeah, Blonde so. got a long standing ovation. I don't know if it I don't think it yeah, won that's the right. award. Because that was the same year as this one. They, it was like review yeah, it was well received there. So all the beauty won. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was super well received at Venice. Yeah, it got standing ovation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Fire of Love would be my pick, but I haven't seen two of them, so yeah, I'd like to see Fire of Love. Out of all those, that seems the most interesting. Yeah, I think it's oh, on Disney Plus or something. Yeah, because it's National Geographic. Really? Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, cool. You can check it out right now. Get to see volcanoes. It's great. It's a really... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. I like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, the visuals look crazy. It is. Yeah. What about the short film category then? Haven't seen any of them. Okay, I won't bother rattling them off then. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll get straight to film editing then. So we got Banshees again, we got Elvis, Everything Everywhere, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. Is that the only one for Top Gun in there? Uh, Tom, Top Gun has sound and something else, maybe, I don't know. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. This best oh, picture. Okay. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, that's and right, yeah. yeah an adapted right. screenplay. Man, I, I kind of want to say Everything Everywhere for this. There's a lot of great editing in all of these movies. I do yeah. not love the editing in Elvis. It is it feels like I'm watching a trailer the whole movie. There's a lot of bizarre choices. <laughs> yeah. That's the only one from this list where I'd kind of feel slighted if it won, I think. Yeah. Um, not having said, I've seen all the others. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think it will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything everywhere. Yeah. You were talking about Alex and when we were talking about it, swarm editing. It's yeah. a really new technique. I don't know if the Academy gives a shit, but yeah. Just the scrappy, yeah. creative approach, yeah. But I don't know if... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's listed for so many categories. Presumably, it's going to win something, that, you know? Like mm. It's going to get right. something. Probably best picture at this point. Man, yeah. Don't hold your breath. Crazy. I, yeah, <gasps> I would be happy. <laughs> I just don't want everyone to be disappointed if it doesn't... <laughs> I, I won't be disappointed if it's not Elvis or the Fable. <laughs> no! <laughs> No. No matter what it is, people are going to be disappointed if it's not that. I just don't want people to be like, oh, in the street crying, fucking suicidal or whatever. Riot. It's just the Oscars. They don't matter. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, international feature film is next. We got All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 1985, Close, EO, and uh, The Quiet Girl. EO is a weird one to put there, but... I haven't seen the rest of them. No uh, decision to leave. I know. I, I feel like you could have oh, taken yeah. out EO yeah, to put right. decision to leave there, but I wonder whatever. why they didn't do that. Yeah, I've only seen All Quiet on the Western Front out of those. Mm-hmm. I can't really can yeah. trust. Makeup and hairstyling then. Again, All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther, Elvis, and The Whale. The Batman had great makeup, and The Whale also. Those it both did. stand out. 
Yeah, I just feel like the whale will probably get it, to be honest. Yeah. Again, no strong preference there. Yeah. Is that the only award for Batman, I guess, too? Uh, They have a sound No, award. there's a couple other ones. Nomination. Oh, Visual okay. effects. Yeah. Okay, music then. <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, Banshees, Everything Everywhere, and The Fablemans. That's interesting. I don't know who's going to get it. I know what I'd, again, I'd want Sun Lux for this, but um, man. Same here. It's a very versatile score. A lot of mm-hmm. different styles. Yeah, but do you think they're just going to hand it to John Williams there? It know. might be a hand it to John Williams situation. But yeah. we don't know. <laughs> Seems like there's a few of these. Mm. And then Carter Burwell is also a big name, so. Yeah. I really like the score for Babylon. I thought that was a great score. It's one of the best parts of the movie for me. It won't get it. Voodoo Mama. Yeah, it's like, it's it's memorable. I like that about yeah. it. Yeah, you know, that Damien Chazelle loves jazz, he loves music, mm-hmm. puts a lot of thought into that in his movies, and it shows. That's all. But yeah, give it to John Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it. If I, if I had to put money down, like... <laughs> yeah, if I had to put money down, yeah. John Williams... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Sunlock's excellent work on that too. Yeah, yeah John Williams. Uh, music then, original song. Applause oh uh, from Tell It Like a Woman. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. Lift Me Up from Black Panther. Natu Natu from RRR. And This Is a Life of Everything Everywhere. So Tell It Like a Woman has 77 ratings on IMDb and I don't even know where to see it or like what the fuck this movie is. It's li- like what what is this? <laughs> like investigate oh. this movie. <laughs> like what's what is this? <laughs> That's bizarre. I don't know any, who made this. <laughs> oh, Catherine Hardwick yeah, directed weird. a segment. Okay, it looks like a bunch of different segments. Interesting. Oh, okay. But yeah, who knows? It's just there to, as a placeholder. And then, yeah, people thought, yeah, oh my God, Jason Blum, this tweet was deleted yeah. shortly after, but he made a tweet saying, mark my words, RRR will win best film at the Oscars. <laughs> like best picture. <laughs> best film. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like before the nomination category. <laughs> and he deleted the tweet. And I, uh, People are adoring that movie. Man. He must have been on best drugs. Film. I don't know what that tweet was. <laughs> I feel like everyone who loves RRR is on drugs. Yeah, not to, not to. That's what's nominated um, for best song. Yeah, I for guess. That. I guess I will check out R R R R R. I just hate the yeah. best song category. I feel I, they, they should it just do annoying, away with it. it. Yeah, the only reason it's there is so they could get the musicians to come and perform at the Oscars and they give yeah, them an award. So, <laughs> it's so Lady Gaga yeah. can win an EGOT. <laughs> exactly. Well, they can have Lady Gaga show up. Yeah. Which is yeah, great. so they can play yeah. songs at the Oscars. The only one I feel strongly about is "This Is a Life." Being a David Byrne fan, oh, yeah. um, and that actually kind Absolutely. of enhances the movie. Oh yeah, somewhat. and Mitski is in it, which is mm-hmm, pretty true, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, love that um, score. Yeah, I would give yeah, it to that. It's like the yeah, fuck it. Yeah, the Lady Gaga one at the end of Top Gun wasn't exactly my favorite, but <laughs> nope, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great movie though. Yeah, the big one, the Best Picture. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees, Elvis, Everything Everywhere, Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Woman Talking, or Women Talking. Man, 
Is it just going to be Fablemans? <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. Tar, Tar is my favorite movie out of all of them, but I think it might go to everything everywhere. If it goes to the Fablemans, that would just be so disappointing. Banshees could get it, maybe. I don't know, but Elvis would be disappointing. Everything else. Avatar would be disappointing. I don't think it's happening. <laughs> there's, there's no way. I feel like it would be really cool if uh, Top Gun Maverick won. I think it has a solid chance at winning because people you know, love that movie. I wouldn't be that disappointed about I it. I wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. I think it has a solid chance. I mean, it's definitely, you know, up there for me. It's pre- Yeah, if we're talking about, like, broad cinema appeal, like, it's probably the movie that's, like, kind of come out of nowhere and connected with the biggest audience. Like, was anyone expecting that movie to be what it was and how good it was no. and how big it wound up being? Like, I certainly didn't. Yeah. It might be my so, favorite yeah. movie on this list, aside from Everything Everywhere and Tar. Really? Maybe Banshees. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch Triangle of Sadness yeah. yet, Ralph? Yeah, I did. I, I really liked oh, yeah. it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I loved it as much as everyone else, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. I made fun of the part at the beginning when they when he says, show us your triangle of sadness. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm like, what are we, some kind of triangle of sadness? <laughs> People <laughs> like that. Anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah. a couple more here then. Uh, production design. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and The Fablemans. Uh, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, man, I've got no strong feelings <laughs> on this one. Um, Production yeah. design, yeah, no strong, it, no strong it feelings. It is, it is like just uh, Avatar is just such an interesting one because it's just such a different way of making a movie than all yeah, these other ones. That's what I'm get caught up on as well. I feel like I'd, yeah, I'd go. That yeah, because the production avatar. design of an avatar, yeah, that's just a total inverse of something like a All Quiet on the Western Front, yeah, um, or a Babylon. Uh, they made yeah. the movie in the Matrix, yeah, effectively, yeah, <laughs> uh huh, yeah. But it's like a whole different, you know, way of making a movie. It's not like oh, it's easier. You don't have to make props. It's <laughs> it's a whole other set of obstacles, you know. Yeah, it's just an entirely very different thing. Just give it its own category. This year, our nominations for the Avatar Award are Avatar, The Fablemans. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was just saying, like, earlier last year, I think in a tweet, like, people have this weird stigma against, like, anything in, anything made in a computer, anything CGI, anything kind of electronic music. They just, they don't count it as art, which is very weird. Where they don't, they don't think it, like, takes as much work to, like, make something like Avatar as it does a Babylon. But it's... It does. It's just different set of rules, and yeah, it. I don't know. Like, I would probably give it to Avatar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you, you could almost make the case that Avatar belongs in the, the animation uh, <laughs> section. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that yeah. Marcel the Shell doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Man, there's like there's like no logic, no consistent logic with this. No, not really. Yeah, the lines are being blurred over time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just whatever they feel like. Uh, Unless there's any short film, animated, or live action you guys really want to shout out right now, skip over those and go straight to sound. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun. I think Top Gun was the loudest movie, so it's going to get it. Yeah. I'd say The Batman. Was The Batman louder than Top Gun? No. It had (laughs) uh, some loud scenes. (laughs) I think Top Gun's got it. 
Yeah, I think Top Gun's probably the loudest yeah. on there. Or maybe Avatar. Avatar is pretty loud. Yeah, I feel like Top yeah. Gun will probably get that, but... Uh, okay, visual effects then. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther, and Top Gun. Avatar. Is that an Avatar? I mean, it has to win Wash. visual effects. Yeah. It literally no has to at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the only other one... I don't know, maybe Top Gun. Were there even visual effects? I thought they just flew planes around. Yeah, most oh, yeah, of it true, seemed yeah. like pretty pl- practical. So if there, if the whole movie was animated, then I guess they did great. <laughs> it's all under the umbrella of yeah, uh, special effects. So I guess practical effects count visual too. Visual effects. It's not necessarily yeah. CG. Well, yeah, that's the thing though, right? It's like some of the best special effects are ones you don't even notice. So it's yeah. like when, you, when you're up against an avatar, it's almost like unfair when like yeah. the whole thing is visual effects. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the category doesn't say computer animated effects. So a visual effect can be something that's just practical anyway. Exactly. Mm. That's why it's a weird category. It should really be like two, practical and CGI. Yeah, best animation. Yeah. <laughs> best CGI and best effects or best practical effects. I don't know, something like that. Because, yeah, it's different. Like, that, the chase scene in the Batman, that car chase, was, like, all CGI. Oh, nice. Super impressive. I'd probably give it to that, if not Avatar. If Avatar oh, like, didn't cool. come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was dark. This shit you don't even notice. Yeah, well, they hide it well with the rain mm-hmm. and whatever. Editing, cutting Shadows. to them in the cars. Uh-huh, exactly. But, yeah, you don't even notice it. That's, uh, I think it's Weta did that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super great, like, effects studio. Yeah. If I'm not wrong. Well, uh, we've got two more here. So the penultimate one is writing, adapted screenplay, All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, and Knives Out Mystery. That's a Living, weird one for Top me. Gun Maverick yeah. and Woman Talking. <laughs> I'm confused. What's it? Adapting? Yeah. Is that because it's based on a Beatles song? Is what? it the Beatles song? No, because yeah. it's a sequel. The Glass I think. Onion? That's what makes it adapted. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes yeah, more I sense. Because <laughs> I was wondering that too. Yeah, that makes more. You're right, Adam. It's because yeah. it's, it's, it's a sequel. I'm like, is it based on the. Is yeah, that why? Because the Beatles. Song. It's like a two minute song. I mean, it probably didn't get much from it. I mean, yeah, that's fun. Okay. You're right. You're totally right. <laughs> yeah, um, interesting, though, that it's in there at all. I just think that, like, out of what I enjoyed in that movie, the screenplay wasn't, like, up there, but that's. It's only not. Oh, Glass Onion. Oh, the screenplay could have had some work done on it. Well, yeah, it's like a murder mystery. You feel like probably the writing has to be pretty strong. It's probably the strongest it's part of it. It's a weird one to say top five of the year for. You know? Yeah. It's interesting. It's Sarah Polly's getting a writing yeah. nomination. I was expecting her to get a directing nomination because right now it's like just five. I mean, I guess six, <laughs> six dudes and no women. Six but dudes. I guess a woman yeah. won last year, so we got to take it back. Bringing it back down <laughs> to earth. Yeah. <laughs> I think you made a point of like, they, they choose a lot. The, the movies they picked this year were a lot more casual. Were more, there was more variety to what they picked. It's usually like kind of all Oscar bait movies. And, I, yeah, I yeah. think there's some It was like a little more kind of movies that uh, normal people would. Yeah, like Glass Onion, I feel, is one of them. Or Top Gun, Black Panther. You know, those are movies that are more accessible. Even Everything Everywhere. Those are like more accessible movies that yeah, they still it's nominated. Accessible, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of rare for them. Or if it if it is, if they do do, it's like one or two movies, you know, and they don't give them anything. Like everything, everywhere has a solid chance of winning Best Picture, and so does Top Gun Maverick. Look, those are not out of the question. 
So, well, last award then is uh, original screenplay. Banshees of Inishir and Everything Everywhere, Fableman's Tar and Triangle of Sadness. Hmm. Man. Who's got it? Honestly, maybe Banshees. Yeah, maybe Banshees. It's a really good yeah. screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go with that too. That's really what I'd give it to out of those. I wonder if Triangle could get it. Because sometimes they like giving screenplay to things where it's like, I like the point you're making in your movie. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the list, man. That's... Yeah, interesting year. I like honestly. So, so, okay, actually. compared to a lot of other years, there's some really, really great nominations in here. As I've said, mm-hmm. like a lot of first-time uh, actors, actresses, and a lot of like really sensible, really cool things to nominate of just people that I like and performances that were good. So, not as bullshitty as it could have been. So, great job, Oscars. So far. Yeah. Well, that's that, man. We did yeah, it. We did it. We did it. Thank you, Alex. It's okay. Uh, my vote's for Green Book again. Yeah. Just for everything. That's right. The Fablemans would be like a Green Book, you know? Yeah. Just obvious. Yeah. And Elvis would be a Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's not as bad as Bohemian Rhapsody. It's not as bad, say. but it reminds me of it. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's but fine. I, I was, I, I was kind of convinced I was never going to watch that movie. But Elvis? I'm, I'm kind of curious now. I might, I might it's just, just more it entertaining than Bohemian Rhapsody. I, like, it was just, it was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I think you'll have a ball with it. it. Was, ex- I would rather it be ridiculous than fucking boring, which is what Bohemian Rhapsody I, well, is. I, I saw the the uh, the He's White clip like being oh, shared yeah. around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's white. So maybe a little. Maybe a little. I think Tom Hanks got like a Razzie nom for this or something. He was so over the top in it. But I don't again, know why they let him do that. <laughs> I just don't know why they let him. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody stop him. Hey, I love Tom Hanks. Between this and Pinocchio. I oh, mean, yeah. God. He had, so, he, Bad he had year quite for a Tom. year. <laughs> and uh, that movie he was in, the Apple Plus movie with the fucking robot, oh, Chappie, or what is it? What the fuck is it called? It's not Chappie. <laughs> what is yeah. it called? The movie where he's in a, he's in a ro- uh, Apple Plus movie with a robot. Um, the, God damn the it. Thing I know, the the uh, man called Otto, is it that? <laughs> no, no, there's no robot in that, Alex. Should we look it up? I'm curious what this. I don't, make, I don't think I've heard of that. What you're talking about? Finch. That's what it's called. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. I have seen ads for this actually. <laughs> What's it called? Finch. Um, it's called Finch, Finch right? <laughs> that was that this year. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I've never... Oh, yeah, I saw this poster and I thought, this yeah, is yeah. not going to stay yeah. in my memory, and it didn't. <laughs> Finch. Oh yeah. Is Finch, Finch him or is Finch the robot? I've seen the movie. I don't even remember. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's Finch, apparently. Does the, ro- so, does the yeah. robot run on, like, <laughs> Mac software or what? Is it an iOS? Mm, like Wally, yeah. Yeah. And then Tom Hanks is like, I'm a PC. And the robot's like, I'm a Mac. <laughs> I run faster. <laughs> You're a loser. All right. yeah. and that's, that's, like, that's like the equivalent of a company 
producing a commercial that's just the wojack soy shit like i'm a chad you're a virgin <laughs> like that's basically what that that ad campaign was <laughs> like, that's funny all right um i recommended a movie regrettably called death to smoochie it's uh directed by uh daniel devito <laughs> Um, <laughs> new guy on the scene I guess yeah up and coming and uh, yeah Robert Robin, Robin Williams and Edward Norton Catherine Keener some some names John Stewart was in it that was weird um, yeah really weird and uh, yeah there's a Robin Williams is like a disgraced kids show host guy and he wants to kill Smoochie, who appears after and he's jealous or something. And uh, it's very boring and very unfunny. <laughs> and That's I... summary. I am worse because of this film. Yes. Really? What is, the, what is the deal with this fucking film? Oh my God. It felt like a... Yeah, like an attack. Um, I don't know what the <laughs> hell they're trying to go for with this one. But I did the classic. I'll, I'll try not to check if a movie's like boring me to death. I'll try not to look at like the my watch or the time code, and I like make a guess. Okay, maybe maybe this is like towards the end, like based on how this feels right now, the way things are flowing. <laughs> yeah, and I did that, and I looked at I looked at the I looked at the timer, and one hour had passed, and I was like, no, no, no. yeah, it's like forty minutes of this left. I, oh, oh yeah. my god, I can't. It genuinely felt like a four-hour-long movie. It's an uh, hour and 49 a, minutes. It genuinely felt it like felt, four hours. It felt almost as long as like the Hobbit movies we just watched. Yeah. It was like, it went on forever. <laughs> I would rather watch that trilogy again than this The structure of it was so weird because there's a point like Edward Norton's character gets like canceled. I thought that was like the end of the movie. It's like, but it's like 40 minutes in. The movie still goes after that. Yeah. He like recovers and there's like more movie after that. I'm like, Jesus, I thought that was like the low point or something. Yeah. Uh, the movie, you're right. It's it's quite shrill or loud. I guess is the word for it. Mm. I noticed, especially with like the music choices, where they were very just loud music choices that were kind kind of obnoxious. To where if I would get up to leave the room for like a second <laughs> because the movie wasn't very interesting, I got like a drink <laughs> or something. I, the music would start like blaring in the other room because like the next scene would start. It was just so loud. Yeah. I'm like Jesus, I have to like run back in and like lower the TV. But also, like, the sounds they chose for the set. Ironically, they kind mm -hmm. of scored it like a children's movie, even though they're trying to do the whole, like, you know, the juxtaposition of the, the yeah, edgy guy fuck. playing yeah. the kid's character. And they that say, makes fuck. it funny. Yeah. That which makes it funny, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, the music was, like, really strange. It made a lot of the... It just made the intentions really unclear to me. Because there's yeah, there's this whole crime angle, and they seem to want to also have this like romance angle, but also everything is a huge joke and nothing matters. Yeah, yeah. that was it too. The movie just had like no like stakes because everything felt like a cartoon. Yeah, it was a, like it was a movie show. that insisted yeah. that it was outrageous. You know, <laughs> it insisted it was funny. And it just wasn't living up to it. And it was like, oh, but it's, you know, we're not, it's ironic or something. Like it's, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it is a joke. Got Robin Williams, like, <laughs> just hamming it up, like, with slapstick and all, like, crashing into walls and just, just being crazy. In the same time, they got the, I, I got one, I got one laugh and it was like a shock laugh because I just was not ready for it or anticipating it yeah. at all. 
you know, the, <laughs> the Nazi scene. Uh, I, I figured you were, yeah, yeah, going to say that. That's like the uh, yeah. only notable thing about the movie other than the title. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, just to get to that scene, like, n- none of it makes like any sense or is no, like any kind of like fun, but it's like so stupid. That's what I mean, but yeah, the cartoon and It logic. doesn't matter, ultimately, because they just, they, they immediately no. resolve that situation. Exactly. After. Yeah. So it doesn't really even carry through into And Robin the Williams, the his character ends up getting rewarded for it. Like, it, it doesn't yeah. even really matter. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. It's so frustrating just to, like, watch that happen. Because you're like, wait, this doesn't make sense, like, how any of this would happen. Like, like why are there all these Nazis there? It's just like, it makes no sense. Huge <laughs> whole <laughs> Yeah. Like, were they genuine fans of Smoochie? Yeah, exactly. Like, were they, were they hyped for, to watch Smoochie? Or did they all get paid individually to show up there? And they all sat in silence. It seems like they were just fan- they were just hyped for Smoochie. Yeah, they sat in silence. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like drop. a scene like that could work in like a different movie where the tone was right because it's something like this. It reminded me almost of like Anchorman, where the characters are like kind of larger than life, exaggerated, mm. uh, cartoonish. But Anchorman, it was just much funnier, and it was more of like. It was just more clear what the, the tone of that movie was. Better. It wasn't trying to... Yeah, yeah the, you could the, tell the, yeah, it was a comedy yeah. for a start. Yeah, and the tone of this was jokes. just all over the place. Like, yeah, you, it's like kind of a kiddie tone, but then they like say fuck and they do all these like... Like someone gets shot. You know, it's like all this shit yeah, that's like more adult. Uh-huh, yeah. And the, the tones are clashing. And I get what they're going for. I think that's the point. But it's just very frustrating to watch because it's not very funny. It's insisting, like you're saying, it's insisting that it's funny, but it's just not. And it's very kind of obnoxious as a result. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but there are like genuine, like Roger Rabbit is a kid's film, but it's still like an edgy noir that has like a bunch of, you know, kind of heavier, weirder stuff in it with a consistent turn. I was just, that was the only thing I could really think of. It's like kind of along these sort of lines, but working you know yeah because it is trying to do that kind of noir thing especially with like the villain character with the you know the lighting and the hat and the costumes and the the blinds uh, the lighting was so yeah odd. just oh the, yeah and like you, you describing like the story and the acting and yeah the, the colors even like it's all like a visual barrage and attack like whenever they're in the like the studio or uh, the boardrooms and stuff like yeah the, it looks so ugly. What are they going for? Like, yeah, it's so mm-hmm. like gaudy to look at. It's horrible. It was like not quite mm-hmm. at the level of live action Cat in the Hat, but it was somewhere in between, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that yeah. intense. <laughs> so the movie was directed by Danny DeVito. I don't know if we said. Yeah. This is his first movie? Mm-mm. No, he did Matilda before oh. this. He directed a couple other things. Oh, oh shit. He did Matilda. Really? Like, that was his one that he did before this. I actually like Matilda. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's I better than this. Kid, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize he made that first. Yeah, well, this movie just, right, it feels kind of like a barrage of colors. It's so oversaturated and cartoonish. It's just, it's, it's hard to care about what's happening when, you know, like you said, he, he goes to a Nazi rally, everyone photographs him, he's like set to jail, and then like the next day he's fine. He like has a career again. Yeah. It's just no, it's just like, why do we even care about the story? Nothing matters. It's not funny. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know? So, why did, so, like, I I don't understand why Robin Williams got fired. Because, so, so what? Like, some parents gave him money to cast his kid in the show. Like, if, 
if he has the power to do that, then why would he get in trouble for doing that? Who got him in trouble? Like, what? Is, you're not allowed. Like, what? How is that like a fireable offense? Yeah, they just kind of call him a criminal. That's all they really say. Yeah, it was yeah. like a, he he yeah. committed a crime. That was a crime. Like, they could have just had something different. <laughs> like, he did drugs or something. Like, maybe there was a scandal with that. That would have been better. <laughs> like, what what was his major crime? <laughs> Yeah, it beats me. It just seemed like they just wanted or were more relying on just Robin Williams to try and like carry it because mm-hmm. it's like no yeah. material. Like, go, come on, Robin, just do something wacky and crazy for this Dance. this scene to try and sell yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, say something funny, yell. Do, do, I, do that Scottish accent we love when, when you stand up. <laughs> Why don't you do that? When you said the movie made you laugh once, it made me laugh once too. It's when Robin Williams just yells like "motherfucker." Like in the movie, <laughs> that made that kind of broke me. That was the only time I think I laughed. Yeah, um, was from him. Yeah, Robin Williams, you know, tremendous talent. Uh, you know, I I miss him. Amazing mm-hmm. actor. Yeah, she wasn't utilized no. to his fullest in this film. All three of the leads, like these, are all extremely capable. Oh, Edward Norton. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love Edward Norton yeah. too. We just saw him in Glass Onion. He gave a great comedic performance in that. Right and. Here it's lame. It's, yeah, this might be the worst I've ever seen Edward Norton. I'm trying to wrap my brain. Like, <laughs> it's like noticeably awful and just yeah, like strange. His accent changes throughout the movie too. Like sometimes he's got like this weird like southern drawl that kind of like pokes yeah. Out. His whole character is he's like a it's like a health nut. Um, he's obsessed with that and he wants to be. He's like naive and true to the kids or whatever. And it's like played for laughs until all of a sudden, oh no, the uh, Catherine Keener is romantically interested in him, I guess. And it turns out she was also, uh, Robin Williams was her ex. So now it's yeah. like this weird love yeah. triangle. But. She has a thing for like ho- uh, kids show hosts. Yeah. <laughs> which she even says. <laughs> Clearly, it's yeah. very weird. Yeah. I didn't like her character much. Uh, again, she's a good actor, but her character is very, you know, poorly written in this. She's the only actor that didn't kind of disappoint me in the film. Her uh-huh. character's not great, for sure, but she she didn't do like the worst job, I guess. Whereas everyone else, I was like, what are you doing right now? Everybody else had a lot of issues. John Stewart. What his was with his hair? Was so weird. <laughs> his hair was awful. Yeah, was that intentional to try and like embarrass him? I think him? so. I think he's you know kind of like a Steve Carell in Anchorman, where he's supposed to look like, kind of weird, but mm, he was acting like John Stewart. You know, I don't yeah. think John Stewart can like pull that off. It didn't work at all. No, that was very. It was very jarring to see John Stewart in this. Well, yeah, I was just kind of confused, like, why, why he was there. Like, in the, <laughs> why, what was he doing there? Like, <laughs> it was embarrassing. It was just terrible. Acting, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Presumably. If you want to call it that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy that it went on for, like, almost two hours, and I just... There's, I don't remember much at all because it was just torture. Right. It was just unfunny the fucking movie, torture. Yeah, it just kind of lost me with the story. Like, there's these other gangsters that are introduced and they want to kill Smoochie. I just kind of lost the plot. I just didn't know what was happening. Yeah, because there's not just what one, like, crime family. There's, like, all different sects of, like, crime that they, like, explore through this, this universe they've built for Smoochie. Right, because there's like the there's the Irish 
people. There's the the main mob guy who, uh, you know, uh, the crazy voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking painful. And then man. Danny DeVito's in the movie too, and he's like the one who actually killed or tries to kill Smoochie because he wants money. Or something. Like I wasn't even clear on that. <laughs> The, the one guy who winds up putting on the Moochie suit, the first scene he's yeah, in and he's like right. talking weird, I was like, surely we're not going to see him in a second scene. And then he just shows up throughout the movie and I found myself asking, why is this character in the movie? Why do they keep bringing back this character? And then he puts on the Moochie suit and they're like, oh, we tried to kill Smoochie, but we accidentally killed Moochie. I'm like, that's the only reason you put this character in the movie. And he took up a lot of screen time and it was annoying throughout. Yeah. It was like never funny. Yeah, for sure. That was a that was a waste. They were always mm-hmm. all the humor was like punching down too. It was always just like way early on. Like yeah, I'm gonna get you off that smack. That's what was in mm-hmm. the in the drug addict place and trying mm-hmm. to play that for you. And it's not that you can't make humor out of the the subject matter, but it's like man, not, not with this story, not with this. Yeah, uh, don't they make a gay joke like oh everyone's gonna think you're gay or something yeah. like that? Yeah, Robin Williams like re- references that when Edward Norton was in the car to him. You, he makes yeah. a gay joke at his yeah that's right you should have seen yeah. the way he looked at me or something um, yeah he's gay, gay. you don't want to be with him <laughs> yeah exactly um, it's tasteless <laughs> yeah. it's just stupid <laughs> it's look just at this stupid idiot movie. trying to be healthy isn't be, trying to be healthy <laughs> so crazy you drink crazy juice <laughs> yeah you're so crazy yeah yeah they Bacon. do this whole thing of this other plot line that they had to shove in there, Smoochie on ice. They force him to make a show where he goes on ice and entertains the kids. And yeah, he wants to make it healthy. He wants to serve smoothies and apple slices. And it's like, where is this going? It, it leads to a, a 20 minute sequence at the end of the movie where he's on ice and there's no jokes. It's just unironically watching Edward Norton like, do an ice <laughs> show. It's yeah. fucking bizarre. Until someone tries to snipe him, right? Just kind of recapping the personal life events of not <laughs> Smoochie, but like the actor playing Smoochie. Like, come see this show, Smoochie on Ice, where we just summarize things that happened to me, the actor playing Smoochie. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned this. There's a point he kind of has like this psychotic break. It's like after the Nazi scene where he's like singing around the campfire to the kids and he's like, the world will hurt you or some shit like that. <laughs> and then, yeah, from that point on, he kind of becomes like oh, completely deluded. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And the, the wolf oh, yeah. howling. Yeah. He becomes like completely self-obsessed and like kind of crazy. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Well, Where's this going? Yeah. Well, so, yeah, you're constantly asking, how, how am I, what, what do you want me to feel from this? Uh-huh. Like, am I supposed to be laughing? Is that- I'm like, oh, is he, is he going to become like the villain of the story now? And then Robin Williams will become like the hero. But that's not what happened. It just, it kind of gets forgotten nothing about. Matters. It goes nowhere. Yeah. Nothing goes It's just anywhere. like with most things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, does yeah. like anyone change at all by the end of the like everyone's like static. <laughs> so just like, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing nothing has any effect different. on anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no, no reason to watch the movie. <laughs> I I kind of I, I'm realizing now I I've it's always visually off putting with the guy's face sticking out of the suit, where it's like, okay, well no kid's gonna watch this. No kid wants to mm-hmm. see 
this nee. weird looking dude's mouth coming out of the fursuit, right? <laughs> they want to see mm. just the, <laughs> they want to pretend it's a, di- what I guess is a rhino in this Exactly. Movie, it's like right? Barney. It's like, yeah, Barney and has a face. You now see I'm realizing that it was probably the same executive decision as like the Halo show where it's like, no, you have to see the actor. You see, so you know who it is, mm. right? You can't just have the mm. actor behind yeah. the mask, you know? You can't just have Edward Norton voice act. You have to see that it's Edward Norton for the trailers or something. Like, yeah, it just sure. looks, it looks like shit. Yeah. It looks awful. Like it, no, mm-hmm. nobody would watch that. And then when they were filming the, uh, the scenes of them on set, it was so bizarre. Cause like there was this disconnect, like they couldn't quite make it feel like, like it was genuinely a TV show. It always felt like a movie. And so I was noticing certain things about it, like, okay, like some of the camera work and like just the the weird production on set where it's like, you have like 30, 40 kids. I'm like, any television show where you're working with kids, you're going to have like six. Like, that would be a disaster if to have like 40 kids on set every single fucking day. Like, he's just singing songs. Like, why do they have so many kids there? Like, that that's unreasonable. Yeah. There's, there's no <laughs> show that would do that. Uh-huh. kids television show with like 40 fucking kids running around the entire time like <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get a word in uh-huh yeah it wasn't convincing in any way it felt misguided oh in every way <laughs> i've just seen the yeah. budget for this <laughs> what's the yeah. budget 50 million that's in 2002 <laughs> what <laughs> was that fucking is that a fucking joke or what <laughs> What they spent fifty million on? Gen- this genuinely, how? <laughs> Holy like, shit! I, I've just adjusted it for inflation. That that's eighty-two okay. million today. <laughs> wow, eighty-two million and a half. That's like nearly what the new Puss in Boots cost to make. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something's so not funny, adding actually. up here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, it was a flop. People did not see it. Yeah, eight million gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was just like so, and I remember hearing ads on the radio and stuff like, oh, Death to Smoochie. And the way that they advertise it, like, you know, including the title, it seemed like just, I don't know, someone really hates Barney and they're, it's like an assassination attempt premise. Yeah, I remember hearing ads for it on the radio too. But the movie was really just nothing. And like, that was barely any, that was barely <laughs> part of the movie was the assassination attempt. Yeah, it wasn't really what the movie was like. It's it felt like false advertising, and the title is striking. You know, it's a good title for a movie if you want to get people interested in it. Um, but fuck, it just mm-hmm. it doesn't serve a purpose. Oh, so yeah, probably with the premise, you could write an okay movie. You know, something fun, silly. If you kept some kind of consistent tone, had a story that maybe escalated, and there were like consequences for the things that happened. Could have been okay, especially you have Robin Williams, Edward Norton, and Catherine Keener, like, and Danny DeVito. It's like a really strange mix of people to create something this uniquely bland and bad and terrible. I wonder what it was about right. this project that made Danny DeVito want to like step up after Matilda. Yeah, I just made this really successful, fun kids movie. Let's let's do like the inverse now. I guess I could see it from that angle, but, but yeah, this ain't it. This is not yeah. it. It was years after. Matilda was 96. Death to Smoochie is 2002. Very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was about this. Because what is written by Adam Resnick, who... Man, yeah, I'm just looking at his IMDb. It's it's a really random group of people. I guess he wrote SNL. (laughs) He did it for 20 episodes. And Late Night with David Letterman. But then I don't know how that really (laughs) translates to this kids show parody edgy thing. 
Mm-hmm. Weird ass film. Yeah, it. I, I'm debating whether or not this was more torture than that Adam Sandler one. Going overboard. <laughs> I don't think it's as bad as that. Which is longer. I don't know if I would say it's like as bad, maybe, but like in terms of me wanting to escape and feeling abused by a film, it's pretty up there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I think there was, when I was watching Going Overboard, a bad, I'm not shocked really by a bad Adam Sandler movie, you know? It's, got, it's kind of par for the course for a lot of. <laughs> a lot of his projects, but when you, you're seeing the face of Edward Norton, you're seeing the face of Robin Williams and Catherine Keener, like is <laughs> there's, there's something very deeply wrong and unsettling about this movie. Like it was, yeah. it was really bothersome. It was it was like making me antsy. Going overboard was like <laughs> more fascinating in a way. It was again pure torture. That's true. But it was you kind know? of more interesting in terms of like who made this. You know, and like why I completely agree with you. But this movie was more That boring. was a more it's a more interesting bad movie yeah. than this was. This was boring. Right. This was boring. I kept getting up and wanting to like I'm like, this isn't even bad enough to like shit on. It's just boring. Bland. Yeah. And there's just nothing Blanded to care about. Like, this is all leading up to an ice show involving, like, a sexual fetish and a lesbian hit squad leader. It's like, who fucking, like, I can't care about yeah. anything going on in the movie. Just when a forgettable just so movie silly. from the early 2000s that didn't make money. Yeah. Like, okay. Wow. Yeah, like, what, what were the goals? So special. <laughs> Some people like it, apparently. Some people like this movie. That's I don't know I if was, they're, like, yeah. I don't know if they're trolling is this i don't I don't know if this is like the uh-huh. malort of movies where people pretend to like it just to trick <laughs> other people into watching it yeah like they like the actors they're like well robin williams edward norton is mm-hmm. so underrated you know they just mentioned the cast and like the people involved but yeah when you actually because you know letterbox says like a 3.1 or 3.2 uh like there's some like favorable i think it, on like imdb it's got like a six point something it's not yeah, that 6.3. bad and then i watch it, i'm like this is like lame as fuck like what do people <laughs> see in this it's just i think it's because not many people have seen it i feel like if more people saw it it would have lower ratings almost yeah, like maybe. how the new birdemic has like higher ratings than yeah. the first two only because less people saw it <laughs> yeah, it's like, like yeah. yeah that's just how i feel it's because i don't think it's that good you know there's movies that we've talked about on this show that i i feel like i've been harsh on that like are better than this you know i can't even give this like a pass Mm -hmm. it doesn't offer anything substantive Uh uh-huh at all and even even in its ironic humor where it's like haha it's you know maybe it's part of the point that it doesn't offer anything substantive it's still not interesting it's still not funny it's not entertaining in any way so when i the, the the reason why i recommended this movie is because we mentioned it briefly when we were answering a question on one of the other episodes, people were asking yeah. about like earliest examples of like noticing bad filmmaking or something. And I mentioned mm. this movie because, you know, I started watching it when I was, I guess I must have been like 12 based on when it came out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get to the opening, like within the first five, 10 minutes of the movie, you get to Jon Stewart making like a pitch or something. And there's this weird like, high angle that's really close to his face that almost looks like it's kind of like uh you know some terry gilliam film and it's just out of nowhere and Mm. and the lighting doesn't work with it and and it's and i'm just like 
that was what stuck stuck out to me uh, when I was watching this as a kid, and I immediately shut it off. I, I was like, <laughs> "Why?" <laughs> like this, it just good. felt so bad because it's such a weird choice that doesn't look good and it's unmotivated. That's what pisses me off, and I'm. It's crazy that it's this has just been so consistent over you know twenty years later that I just feel like you know I like when you make decisions. But they have to be motivated by something, right? Like it does—it doesn't work when you're just like, "Haha, let's do a Dutch angle here and a Dutch angle there." And it's like, well, what does it mean in terms of the context of the scene or the characters? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, there were so many Dutch angles. <laughs> it, there, there's plenty of good reasons to have interesting choices, but you can't just throw them in randomly and be like, "Oh, look, I'm making a movie." Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, it has to be motivated by something taking place in the scene or. There has to, I want I want a reason for it. Otherwise, it just seems like you're just randomly doing shit for no reason. And yeah, I don't know. It pisses me off. There was a lot of that in this movie. A lot of weird, unmotivated lighting and camera choices. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned those Dutch angles that so they wouldn't stop. Just yeah. loads of weird technique like that. Just Irrelevant. Dutch angles like loads of montages as well. Like moving the story along with like headlines on newspapers like. You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Man. Yeah, really purposeless yeah. kind of film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no goals. Overall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Throughout, mm-hmm. no purpose to be found. Very soul-draining. The The Roger Ebert review of it is scathing. He gave it a half star, <laughs> which is very <laughs> rare for based. him. Yeah. And, yeah, that's a little oh, more yeah. accurate to how I feel about it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. It is like... He describes it as, wait, let me go to the bottom here, odd, inexplicable, and unpleasant. It's basically how I would describe it, too. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's not a pleasant watch. I agree with him. <laughs> it's, it feels, yeah, it feels like a movie that has the ability to abuse its viewers. I feel abused by the film. It feels like an awful miscalculation. That's how it feels. Yeah. Trying to be funny and just not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not alone on it. Because <laughs> yeah. well, I was like, kind of worried. Every fucking angle. <laughs> the humor sucks. Like the parody angle sucks. The the crime angle sucks. The music sucks. The visuals suck. Like, every single <laughs> thing you could list is just like unbearable to uh, <laughs> try and get through and sit through. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> yeah, compelling it's at all. About the movie. But genuinely nothing. Like even if you had to like really, really try and think of something to like point at something and say that was okay and death to Smoochie. Tell give me something. I, I, I'm really like the struggling. Nazi part. <laughs> and, you know, I have a I have a I have a fear of Barney. It's like, okay, this movie it has the premise, like do something with it, like scare me. Do, yeah. Like shock me, with it. did nothing with it, nothing. By the end, I was so bored the whole movie. So like I know the whole Barney thing just didn't even phase me during it. I'm like, yeah. okay, it's just it's just Edward Norton, and yeah. it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it, in that runtime, they genuinely do nothing. They do nothing. <laughs> right. You could have so had a fun parody angle there. Like, let's make fun of like kids' shows and how shallow they are, or something. Take do some angle with it. 
But yeah, it's almost yeah. just like so fucking random. Instead, they 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 tr- they tried to make it more about how Edward Norton, because he like starts off as I was saying earlier, it's like the naive, like he's he's got his morals and he cares about certain things, but then he kind of shifts into someone who's gonna commit a murder or like threaten people with guns and whatnot. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah. Don't destroy that's who that's you his are, arc type thing. Uh huh. Yeah, you're right. That's like, his arc. <laughs> he's like gonna become bad, but then at the end he doesn't. He like for no reason. He just decides not to. Nothing. Lame. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. We, we could just say it all led to nothing. Nothing. Yeah, serves nothing, accomplishes nothing. It's just oh my a God. strange combo. There was one part, I, I'm I'm looking at some of my notes here. There's just a, I, I forget everything about the movie until I, it's a good thing I take notes. <laughs> yeah. the, a movie like this, it's not sticking with me. I'm I'm literally like I would have n- almost nothing to say about. It. <laughs> yeah, in one ear out the other. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that part where they were like they played the I forget the original classical song name, um, but the 2001: A Space Odyssey uh, mm-hmm. song, and the way that it yeah. was like chopped up in the scene in terms of like yeah they, it was going it was playing way too fast and it wasn't sped up they like they literally just cut out pieces of the song so that it matched what they were filming. I'm like holy shit because realistically if you were filming that scene and this like sort of you know epic grandiose bombastic sort of you know parody grain of salt sort of thing you would think that they would know that that's the song that they were going to play before they started shooting the scene and they could shoot the scene around the pacing of the song but it seems like they just Mm -hmm. shot whatever the fuck they want and then the editor was forced to try and wedge in the song where it didn't fit so they had to cut out parts of the song and just like the pacing was just so off and it was so infuriating and irritating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yeah. so weird. The, the the music, the music was just so <sighs> like weird. The song choices <sighs> were bad for this movie. Like they just start feel, they start playing. I feel pretty from West side story, yeah. like an instrumental. For no lie. reason. Yeah. It <laughs> like, just, like, it just makes you think of other better movies, you know, like you gotta think about how you use music better. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. Just things that they put in the movie that, according to them, are supposed to inherently be funny, but they forgot to make it funny, <laughs> you know? They thought that, oh, yeah, yeah, just by putting this song in there, that's automatically funny. Just by having, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. We, we're doing, we're making a kid's show, but we say the word fuck. Like, that's inherently supposed to be funny. No, do something interesting mm-hmm. with it. What was that movie that came out, like, a few years ago where it was like, oh, it's like Muppets, but they swear. Like, that's supposed to inherently be funny, but it looked like shit, you know? Oh, that fucking like, It looked so murders. boring. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was fucking awful. You yeah. have to do something interesting with it. There's You can't just... The whole That's not enough to carry a movie. Like, oh, he made right. a penis cookie, and he said it's a rocket ship. I called that line like twenty seconds before it happened. I, I literally just said it out loud. I'm like, it's a rocket ship, <laughs> and then they and then he just he held on that and he did a face and it was waiting for like so long, like literally twenty seconds go by. He's like, uh, uh, it's a rocket ship. I'm like, yeah, there it is. The joke I said twenty fucking seconds ago. It's so predictable. You can't even have jokes in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's so predictable. It doesn't do anything interesting. It doesn't do like it's not clever. It's just it's mm-hmm. actual torture. If I can tell exactly what they're going to say before they say it by like, like twenty seconds, why am I even watching the fucking movie? Why am I even watching? You're not showing me anything. That part, that part was dragged out so long. The so whole penis long. cookie thing. It was like thirty seconds of him looking at the cookie. It's like, like yeah, everyone I get in it. the world couldn't predict exactly what he was going to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, how's he going to get out of this one? How's he going to explain it away? Also, like, what are they fucking live broadcasting? He can't do another take. 
How is that even a conflict? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really understand. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even live. Line, just get, just do it again. Yeah, just take out the. It cookie. was never clear if it was. Yeah, it was never clear if it was live or not. Right, I was thinking that too. One good thing about this movie, it's free on YouTube. Didn't have to pay to watch it, so that was good. What is oh, it with shit, the fucking? Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we did. Oh shit. Maybe it's different. Maybe it's different for your country yeah, though. Probably not it might have been different, actually. Yeah, maybe your region. <laughs> you buy the collector's Blu-ray. <laughs> Yeah, the 4K edition, yeah. But, you know, it was, that, it was the same thing with that Adam Sandler movie that we mentioned. The the Going Overboard. Going Overboard I watched on YouTube free, too. So, like, what is it with They're, these fucking bad movies yeah, that I watch on YouTube for no free? No one wants to watch yeah, them. There's nothing in mind from it. <laughs> yeah, no Just one cares. actual dump. We need some better movies on YouTube for free with ads. I mean, come on. There's this probably some good stuff, and maybe we could make something <laughs> free free with ads that's actually good. Apparently, people fucking love this one, right? So. Apparently. Like, all the comments on this YouTube upload, like, amazing cast, criminally underrated, Robin Williams, you know. It's like, come on. Criminally underrated. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not Dead Poet Society. I mean, come on. There was a part where, I think it was Robin Williams' character and the, the little person's house, and... They just make pasta, and it was like the worst looking pasta I've ever seen on film. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you have any <laughs> input, Ralph, but that was <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like blood they were pouring on. I it. think my brain kind of blocked it out because I don't remember it too much. <laughs> but yeah, yeah my, my brain repressed I was it. Like, yeah, I yeah. was like, that's disgust. That is the worst looking pasta I've ever seen. It's always bad yeah. when you when you see like really bad looking food in a movie, and the characters don't acknowledge mm-hmm. it as if it's just like. They put no thought or effort into it. It's like, oh, I guess the actors actually just made the food on set and they didn't have somebody for that. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, that's exactly how I guess they did. just boiled yeah. noodles and put some fucking ketchup on yeah. it. Like, I don't know what the hell. I made you some toast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're looking for a Robin, William, a Robin Williams movie, there are many other choices. I'd say even just watch Jumanji. That's a better movie than this. It's not even oh, a great yeah. movie. Yeah, much better. It's a better movie than this. We got to shout out the the just with the the balancing the tone thing when Robin Williams like in the street like pours gasoline over himself uh-huh. and about to set himself on fire <laughs> and people shit. are just kind of like watching not not really caring that much they're just kind of like watching no one's like saying anything and then they yeah. <laughs> they have the goal to bring out the little girl and have her blow out the, yeah. the match to yeah. have this they like, have a little girl run moment. at him with gasoline the crowd would go no <laughs> yeah. get away from him yeah. they would pull her away i cringed so hard i cringed so why would they let the little girl moment. go up to this guy covered in gasoline it's, in a match. it's so cute how he didn't why would they kill let himself? her do that that's all i was thinking yeah oh if i was there i would pull i'd be like get the fuck away from it <laughs> she blows it out and acts as yeah. if it's like sentimental like kind of fucking like oh yeah so yeah cute. that's what's weird though like 20 minutes that's before a, yeah. they're like joking about like nazis and yeah it's so totally off right because yeah yeah it's just it's so disturbing it's like such a disturbing because at, at a certain point in the movie when your movie is that bad i'm like yeah actually just have your characters all kill themselves we can end the movie sooner yeah. you know <laughs> do something interesting yeah, yeah. and then it's preferable and then the 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 you know how how fucking cheap is it not to just have you know some random character save the day but it's like oh it's a cute little girl Oh, like mm-hmm. fuck off! Yeah. I'm so sick of that shit. Just, you're, show me something interesting. It's infuriating. It's literally legitimately that was, infuriating. That was very corny. That part, 
I, I almost had a stroke. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, that scene, Alex. Cause I, yeah, awful yeah. fucking scene. Maybe, maybe the worst scene, yeah. There's so much bad in here <laughs> yeah. that is, you can't even, like, keep track of it all. Yeah, yeah that's why mm-hmm. we have notes. <laughs> that's why it's on YouTube. You can just scroll through it. It's on YouTube. <laughs> uh, they had Comic Sans in the credits. That was cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, that's the thing. It didn't feel like when it ended that I'd actually watched a movie. It, no. it didn't feel like what I just watched was real. But that's like, that's a fifty million dollar investment. <laughs> I just watched. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of, that's it's hilarious. It's a lifetime supply of hummus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that scene you just mentioned where he like almost lights himself on fire and that they filmed that in Times Square. Yeah, that probably cost money to film. Yeah, there were a lot of Times Square scenes, actually. It's probably where a right. lot of the budget went. Exactly. Like you could have just filmed it on a street and no. saved like a couple million dollars. <laughs> no, because no, it's these... a movie. It has to be in Times Square. Yeah, yeah exactly. You could have even filmed movie. it in New York City, <laughs> but you could have filmed it in New York City just on a street. It didn't have to be no. Times Square, but yeah, they, they had to like, yeah, indulge. Yes, for Death of Smoochie, for this story. It's so important. We need to film it at Times Square. Yeah, we it's, need $50 million to tell it. Exactly, exactly. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things $20 where it's million like... $20 million more than District 9. You put something like that in your movie, and it's sort of... Yeah. You're like, oh, well, this must be a movie of the year, because it's in Times Square. It's like a it's mm-hmm. stamp of legitimacy, like having the Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it at this point, you know? Like, oh, this is a movie of the year. <laughs> Dwayne's in it. <laughs> Gotta go see DC Super Pets. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, get me out of here is what I would say to this movie. I didn't do anything. Just let me out. Yeah. I would say death to Smoochie. I would, yeah, I would say that. Death to yeah. death to Smoochie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One out of ten gigantic yeah know, half star um, it, it is it is a crime film in the sense that the cr- film itself is a crime <laughs> the film is a crime yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking through the credits now yeah the comic sans i uh i, I gotta i gotta give it a half star <laughs> yeah, there's no excuse for this there's no, there's no reason that it that it had to wind up like this bad with all that silent attached. it's just such a strange product <laughs> uh, yeah. it's either a star or a half star i don't know i don't want to jump right on maybe it's just one star for now so it's one of those. Uh, yeah. It no fucking half star. Doesn't, <laughs> this doesn't movie broke me. I don't even know. Who, who even yeah. am I anymore? But, yeah. It like changes your subconscious or something. It's done something. It has done something to me. I feel like, I feel kind of different. It's like a before and after point with this shit. I feel like we need a lower rating for like this and the Adam Sandler one. We need like well, a yeah, negative. I said they're classified as torture. I, th- I think that's a new genre. <laughs> this this is in the same genre as torture, as yeah. going overboard. They're both torture. It goes films. half, yeah, one star, half star, and then your torture. Then it's just torture. All right, yeah, that's just smoochy. Yeah, well, that was the mo- worst movie I've ever recommended on the podcast. Death to my brain cells. Yeah, thanks to all y'all and the fucking subreddit and shit being. Like, oh, you recommend this to smoochy yet? <laughs> Assholes. Thanks, Adam. You're welcome. This is what you get. Reap what you sow, man. I love bad discussions. I prefer more movies like this than, oh, yeah? <laughs> you know, good movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love recommending a bad movie. All right. The well, discussions um, are always funny. Yeah. I guess it's question time. Yeah. Let's uh, head over to the suggestion thread on uh, the Sardonica subreddit and answer questions from the community, just like successful repeat 266 did. 
In the wake of the Velma backlash and general backlash against meta-humor, weed-and-speak, etc., do you think we're going to see a new trend of sincere, ironic humor uh, within the next five or so years, or maybe another brand of popular humor entirely? Uh. I've not seen it <laughs> described as weed-and-speak, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, is, um, weed that kind of Marvel quippy, self-referential, uh, dissolving tension with acknowledging like what's happening it's behind me isn't it type thing this has been building for a while man the, the whole meta humor conversation like there was a time where it's kind of avant-garde this is new this is rick and morty fresh but it is it's like the most velma's like yeah just the latest example of it the most tired just lazy yeah approach mm -hmm. of humor that's it, really it played nice. out like i was saying with death to smoochie there's certain things where people will throw something into a product as if it's it, it inherently makes it good or interesting or funny. And this meta self-referential thing is just the new one of those where it's like, okay, yeah, you referenced yourself. So what? You're not saying anything. You're not saying anything. Say mm -hmm. something. It's interesting when you yeah. say something. And so when it comes to, I guess, the question is, would will we see a trend of sincerity i think that those things kind of cancel each other out almost like it's kind of oxymor oxymoronic because if you're mm -hmm. if you're going after something to follow a trend you're typically doing it for money right like you're typically you, typically mm -hmm. the most sincere yeah, people it's a, it's don't trend. follow trends they do their own thing mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I feel like it's really taken off after Deadpool, that whole self-referential thing. Yeah. And yeah, Deadpool did it well because, you know, that was the nature of the character. He was a self-referential character and they had passion for that story. Ryan Reynolds wanted to make a Deadpool movie and it worked. And it was like lightning in a bottle. And then, yeah, like, like Adam says, they just jump on trends. And I don't know what happened. It's just that one specifically, just every, like comedy really shifted that way toward like this meta humor and yeah it's so played out like there's not really much you can do with it ultimately and that's why it's kind of fizzled out because it's just, like there's not much depth to that kind of meta humor when every movie does it it's, it's like yeah we've seen it before it's been done i haven't seen anyone do it and have a new spin on it recently yeah i feel like everything everywhere all at once is like a good turn toward like that more genuine humor it's making references but it's clever like i don't mind like reference yeah. humor it's even got some shock humor in there. Yeah, and reference Yeah, it's, humor. it's more variety. Right. It's all not, it's not just like one joke, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, but it's, yeah, it's in service of something. It's like the difference, like uh, the whole, like the Ratatouille reference in that movie. Like there's, there's like a payoff to that and a whole gag, like designed all around it, you know? Whereas like, I guess the difference is like when, when Deadpool or whatever says, this part of the script sucks, right? Let's move on. You know, it's like, well, yeah, it's still. <laughs> So it just kind of like sucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it still sucks. Yeah. So either embrace it and just do it or fix it. <laughs> well, one of those things, I, yeah, I prefer you, that. If you're the first to do it, you can get away with it. But it's like once we've been seeing it for mm -hmm. nearly 10 years, like you got yeah. to whip out some new tricks, I'm afraid. I almost respect a movie more that's just willing to be bad or, you know, it's just like, yeah, yeah we're going to do this decision. We're not going to make fun of it. This is, this is the movie. This is where we're going. You know, Spider-Man doesn't have to make a reference to himself like, oh, isn't this silly or isn't this over the top? I'm fighting a guy with octopus arms. It's just, it is what it is. If you like it. Right, yeah, Did yeah, I yeah. leave the microwave on? Yeah. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, <laughs> then want something else. I mean, there's not much, 
you know, we don't have to fucking make jokes about everything. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's probably why it's it such, like, speaking of, like, Top Gun Maverick and whatnot, like, maybe it's why audiences, like, flocked in such a way where, yeah. you know, like, the Marvel kind of, that style, you know, it's just been so fucking milked and done to death. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man making fun of how silly everything is and, yeah, just something taking itself seriously and having stakes in a certain way and... Yeah, the, the the Whedon thing, like, it, it's funny because, man, late kind of 90s, like, Joss Whedon and his dialogue and style of writing was, like, in, as far as nerd culture was concerned, it was kind of like the cream of the crop, like, that's what mm -hmm. everyone wanted and loved, and I guess it's, it bled into Marvel, and now it's just everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seeped into everything. Like, have you seen uh, that game, Forspoken, came out recently? Yeah. Um, I'm fighting a freaking fruits. dragon? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So let me get this straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's dialogue like that. It's like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a teenager wrote it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very tired. Yeah. Connor for real has one for us. Curious if any of you have checked out the Letterbox Top 250 lately and noticed the Brazilian film. And I apologize in advance for this. O Auto de Compa de Cida, translated to A Dog's Will has climbed all the way up to number three on the list, more recently passing The Godfather and Harakiri. While I found some of it funny, I could tell some of the specific cultural references went over my head, and it's a pretty shabby-looking film technical-wise. The rise through the ranks seems to have been done, or been driven almost entirely through Brazilian letterbox users, and I'm curious if, one, any of you have seen the film, and two, you've seen other films skyrocket in popularity like this thanks to a specific country outside of traditional mm. Western film markets. Yeah. Well, that happens with India all the time, yeah, I think, now. Every those Bollywood movie movies. They have such made. inflated yeah, ratings. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to bring up. And, you know, that's not mm -hmm. a, a genre I'm a huge fan of, or at least the ones I've seen. I won't say mm -hmm. all of them. <laughs> but, yeah, they have, like, these ridiculously high ratings that are crazy. RRR has such high ratings and all these. People even, mm -hmm. though, give it, like, five stars. I'm like, I wonder what they see in it that I don't. But, yeah, I haven't seen it dogs well. A friend of mine gave it a five out of yeah. ten. No, it's on my watch list. Two thousand, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's been on my yeah. watch list. I don't know when I put it on there, but yeah, it's number three now. That is very interesting. It's, yeah, it's it's something we have to just keep bringing up more and more. I yeah. guess the the longer these uh, you know these aggregate kind of data collection websites like IMDb's or Letterboxd's. People can just gain the algorithms, can abuse the, the rating systems, and at a certain point, unless it's like regulated in some way or looked over and managed, it's yeah, you're gonna have just a bunch of weird stuff like crop up in these kinds of lists all the yeah. time, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it needs to be kind of moderated. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm in favor for moderating it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent Gur2890 asks, what are your thoughts on musicians entering the field of film? Can their presence be a detractor from a film's narrative and a character's journey due to their presence? Uh, obviously, it depends on the actor, but... Yeah, by musicians, do you mean just, like, celebrities, though? Cause... Yeah, I, I immediately think of, like... I think of, like, specifically, like, Harry Styles in Dunkirk, you know? Um, or in... Random thing. Uh, the new one. Don't worry, darling. Oh, don't worry, darling. Yeah, <laughs> he was uh, bad yeah, in that. that one. I mean, it's only really a detractor if you know them from their music, I guess. Like, I don't listen to Harry Styles. It's a detractor if they're bad in the movie. I wouldn't know that it's a 
person if you didn't tell me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Lady Gaga in A Star is Born, I thought she was good. Performance. Yeah, I guess Jared Leto is, uh, you know, is in 30 Seconds to mm-hmm. Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. Because you could be just as distracting being a famous actor from another movie. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, The, the Rock. Music isn't really a part of it. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, I feel that way about like any recognizable face, even a politician in a movie or any kind of celebrity or well-known person. Yeah, you have like a, 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 a what is it? Like a knowledge of them already, a history with them. So you're like, oh, it's that yeah. guy. But if they're a good enough yeah, actor, like eventually you forget John about Stewart it. In a, mm-hmm. Death to Smoochie, right. Death to Smoochie, yes. Uh-huh. Except so, I don't think he's like the greatest actor. So <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm watching John Stewart with a weird haircut. <laughs> I still love John Stewart, but yeah. I love him. <laughs> I'm in love with him. <laughs> uh, okay. I, is that is that it for that yeah, question? That's the main one for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this one from Kube Daisuki. Since general consensus on, I'm sorry, the, Ho- the Hobbit trilogy is that it should have been one movie. Are there any series or movies or even TV series that you wished was cut down to a less number of movies or episodes? Love the podcast as always. Mm. I would be happy with The Matrix just being The Matrix. Nothing else. No sequels. Just leave it clean. Just one and done. I'd love mm-hmm. that. I would yeah, but not that. like cut down the story of the other two and make it one movie. Just like cut out the other two. No, just movies. get rid of the other. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They, like they don't exist. Never existed. Yeah, that's yeah. my ultimate timeline for the. Yeah, mm-hmm. those. Uh, <laughs> sure, I I'd agree. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there, I I find myself saying this often. I guess. What was what was Nicholas Winding Refn's show? Not his most recent one. It was like too oh, too old to die young or too something. Old to like, die young. There's some great yeah, stuff in a couple of episodes, but then yeah, I can't yeah. watch it again because most of it is just so slow and boring. You cut down yeah. that a bit. You have an amazing show. Yeah, that fourth episode, Miles Teller like hunts down yeah. the the like predator ring. That was amazing. That's yeah, such a great. Was- episode but yeah it takes like stuff. takes three episodes to get there and yeah there's like three episodes after it, <laughs> it mm. yeah it's it's too slow i'd agree with that there's some good stuff in there i was just re-watching it mm-hmm. yeah so a lot of things are too long i feel that about a lot of i say that about a lot of things <laughs> it's too long i feel like so many things would be better shorter yeah mm. babylon embracing mm-hmm. restraint yeah mm-hmm. babylon some movies need it. Everything all at once needed the two hours. It's a very long story there. Not every movie needs it, though. I feel like you really need to justify going over two hours or mm-hmm. going around there. Like, a horror movie yeah, yeah. shouldn't really be over two hours unless it's, like, something really artful, like Possession or something. Like, some shit yeah. like Megan that you see in the theater, like, that should not be over two hours. That, like, uh, Eternals. Yeah. Oh man, I'd be fine with movies like Megan being sixty minutes. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. be short film. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically all they've got. Like, like that Eternal. So man, it was way too fucking long. That should have been under two hours. Way too fucking. I think it was like two and a half. See, Eternals way is one I reckon they should have done as a show. Like, yeah, sometimes yeah. It just the medium doesn't even make sense. Uh huh. That would have actually worked longer because it would have maybe they could have developed the characters more. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the characters sucked from the movie. Like I mean, twelve main characters or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe could have been better in the in a show format. It's interesting those Marvel shows like the She Hulk one, 
that which by the way like they do the self-referential humor too and people are sick of that there's a whole backlash uh whatever um like all their marvel shows that disney plus released didn't perform as well as like a show like the boys did on amazon prime like if Mm. you look at the list of like highest streamed shows the boys beats all of those disney plus shows which is all those Marvel right. Disney yeah, Plus right. shows. This whole, yeah, this uh, whole yeah. list came out, didn't Yeah, didn't which just shows, out. yeah. Like, people aren't really that interested in those anymore. They're not very good. <laughs> they don't like the humor. They don't like the, yeah, the weed and banter and so on, which is all those shows are. It's like that times 10. <laughs> yeah. It's like even yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess I, that's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. Yes, one of the things I like about, I don't know, there seems to be a, with with like streaming services and whatnot, there seems to be less of a kind of restriction on, uh, a, a less rigid restriction on some of these runtimes. So like, just with like The Last of Us lately, like some episodes are just like feature length, some mm-hmm. 50 minutes, just whatever the, that story needs to be, uh, like for that episode or that. Yeah. That's what I'm in favor of. Uh-huh. Yeah, it seems like things are stretched out to just make more content now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like quite obvious like, when it happens to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was it? The mess that is Star Wars right now, that Obi-Wan show, that was like supposed to be a movie and had there was like a script written for a movie. Um, oh. But they, 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 <laughs> they turned it into a show, so it's just full of like just garbage fluff nonsense. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. Project. <laughs> I couldn't even get through one episode of that. I think I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to the <laughs> part where one of the Safties show up as a Jedi. Oh, yeah. One of the Safties. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so I'm random. like, oh, cool. <laughs> but that's it. That's like all I saw and then yeah. I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. did not expect to see a Safdie in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, on Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. I'm expecting like Robert Pattinson to show up, like break him out of jail or something. <laughs> them to rob a bank <laughs> all right okay let's do this one from uh james mazarizi um i don't know why but this this question specifically has been asked for like a long time it's just a, it's just a comparison since i find these two directors similar who's a weaker director between Zack snyder and michael bay i don't know what that is about these two but hmm Personally, I lean towards Snyder myself. I guess um, so. Yeah, it's just kind of an under. There's an underlying meanness I find to Michael Bay that, uh, you know, when Zack Snyder's floundering, it's it's, it's a different kind of uh, uh, weakness to me. It's more in like characters and like writing, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, they're both uh, comparable, I guess. Yeah, in terms of what they do. <laughs> they both take themselves relatively seriously, but mm-hmm. yeah, chemistry. A lot of visuals. spectacle. Yeah, I don't know which one I prefer. Action heavy, visually focused, not like very plot. Or no, they yeah. are plot heavy. They're just not good plots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's that's a tough one. I'd, I'd say they're about the same to me. So weird. Comparable, sure. I'll have to watch some older classic Michael Bay stuff. Like I saw The Rock like a long time ago, so I don't really have like a proper perspective on it. That's the one, right? I feel like I've seen enough from both of them to have like a good gauge. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I think they're both about 
They both have their strengths and their weaknesses. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you say we end on this one? Sure. From a never lost 20. Has there ever been a time where, a, where product placement actually got you to consciously buy something? And if so, what was it from? Uh, be it a show or movie or whatever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All the time. Probably, yeah. I would say. Well, product placement, I don't know. I know that sometimes I'll get like an ad for something. I'll be like, oh, I want that right now. I don't know. Like food. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, Taco Bell. It doesn't happen often, mm-hmm. but I know it's happened for sure. Which is like food that I already eat or whatever i'm like oh yeah i'll add that to my grocery list mm-hmm. i guess the point <laughs> i wonder if it's a ad. more subconscious thing like i don't think i literally see a thing on a movie and go get it but it keeps it in your brain like maybe two days down the line you you get some wendy's or something because you saw it in a movie i don't know some or like <laughs> yeah. you get like a diet coke i don't know mm-hmm. some shit like that it could happen like a movie man that'd be my one <laughs> yeah the whole movie is product placement technically well, yeah, there's whole movies, like, would you count it? I would say, like, every Disney movie is, like, product placement for some other subsidiary of Disney. You go, oh, yeah. you can buy the video game now, or you can go to the park and ride the ride. So, if you call that a product, then, yeah, a lot of Disney movies, like Winnie the Pooh. I saw Winnie the Pooh as a kid, and then I bought Winnie the Pooh merch and went on the ride at Disney. They, they made a lot of money off of me mm-hmm. just from that one movie. So, yeah. You funded their next movie. Yeah, I funded um, the new Splash Mountain that's going to be refurbished oh, yeah. <laughs> into Princess and the Frog. I funded that. Oh, that's going to be Princess and the Frog? Yeah, I think so. Okay, interesting. You know, they're getting rid of it now because oh. the, the old movie... I figured they were going to yeah. get rid of Splash Mountain eventually because yeah. it's, it's got the song from Song of the South in it. Yeah, yeah. It's really that connection <laughs> to the movie that they have to get rid of it because it's like a fine ride it's just yeah, yeah it's that, a, that connection classic, to the movie right? yeah i mean it's been there since the park opened it'll probably be the same ride it's just uh branding. you know it's gonna be princess and the frog yeah exactly the branding they got to make you forget about that old movie because yeah it's not seen favorably no. <laughs> from yeah. everybody no pretty bad yeah i'm trying to i'm not like so most of the product placement that happens in movies is like shit beer or like <laughs> junk food it'll be like a yeah, soda, soda or like yeah, candy. soda and i don't or like really fast food chains consume most of those things anyway sometimes i have candy mm-hmm. but it, i don't i don't know it's not always the stuff that's on screen so the yeah the popeye's product placement in supergirl that was pretty egregious oh, i yeah. still remember that one it was just like <laughs> all those like yeah they're like young girls are like, yeah, let's go to Popeye's. Yeah, it's like the number one hangout spot for girls in high school. I'm sure it's made no sense. Yeah. It was so dumb. But it's just because they had to advertise Popeye's. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just make that up. Just embellish it a little bit. That was more silly than her having superpowers. I would like to experiment and create a film where I accept product placements from major companies like Pepsi or something. And instead of throwing them into the movie by having my characters drink them, I just have a director's note at the beginning of the film and I say, yo, Pepsi paid me some money to put this in my movie. This is technically a part of the runtime. 
Go buy yourself a Pepsi. I'm drinking Pepsi right now. Support this type of product placement so you don't get distracted during the movie. And now the movie's going to start. <laughs> the technical, the actual, mo- and I want to see, I want to see if that has like positive or negative effects on, you know, because that could be. They, they kind of did that in like sitcoms in the 90s, didn't mm-hmm. they? Where they'd like stop the show for a second and then look at the camera and be like, yeah, my favorite serial is uh, this. I just don't want it to be yeah, in the middle of the narrative though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want it to be a World War Z situation. <laughs> oh yeah that's a bad ad. one yeah that's a bad one yeah. yeah yeah this is a lot you just don't even notice like when i first saw that movie i didn't even notice like the pepsi whatever product placement mm-hmm. you know because it's just i see so much of it probably it, it, so i'm just unfazed by it now I'm like oh yeah it's just a coke can yeah uh, you don't even sort think about seeping it into your subconscious yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah i booked my trip to las vegas after watching a uh, paul blart mall cop 2 yeah that's my big one yeah yeah just think about like every brand you see in a movie or every logo they have to like get that approved by the company or somehow so you know if you see it the company approved it like i always think about that like i was just watching the born movie and you know it's like it's just some shot where she's like running in the street and there's like a bank behind her you see the logo of the bank like they probably had to you know contact them and be like yeah we, we have your logo yeah they, they probably yeah. cleared it even though you technically don't have to in every situation it's it's a not every situation yeah. if they just yeah. do it anyway. yeah if you're, like, i'm sure um, for big movies yeah just happen yeah for like a huge movie like that i'm sure they yeah. call or whatever but yeah, yeah they, i'm sure then they have to like look at the movie and maybe they're like oh we don't like this part or i don't know if i like pabst blue ribbon being associated with white trash they'll say yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, there's that whole thing, isn't there, with like um, car companies specifically? They're like really antsy about oh yeah how their their, their cars are uh, yeah portrayed, especially if they're in like an action scene and there's a crash and this is the fastest they can only car be dinged up this amount. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, those James Bond movies are a ton. Of, they're a ton of like yeah. product placement for the cars he drives. He's always driving cool cars and yeah, yeah, special watches and uh-huh. yeah, the whole business. If it gets destroyed, it's in a cool way. That James Bond, like it gets blown up by a helicopter where he crashes it into something yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. It does like a hundred flips. Cars for, yeah. 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 It's never the car's fault. Yeah. <laughs> I've never bought a car from an ad. <laughs> I'm wondering what, I'm wondering what person sees an ad for a car and is like, I'm getting No, I've car. never done that either. Yeah. I, f- I find that odd as well. Cause like most of the ads before movies, like, oh, car adverts, at least yeah. over here. It's just car advert after car advert. But yeah. Who's buying brand new cars like that? I, don't, I, I guess people yeah. get more finance. I don't know. Like rich people, I guess. Yeah. I wish I could afford an Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm leasing my vehicle. My, I'm leasing my Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. Leasing my Bugatti, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can you even lease a, like a Ferrari or one of the, I don't think you can. You just have to <laughs> yeah, buy it. Probably. Maybe. That'd be fun. Hey, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Out of my price range. Yeah. All right. Well, they don't even like, yeah, a lot of the cars that they advertise before the movie are also just like, like i don't know just regular family suvs or whatever mhm mhm yeah it's probably a car like most people would buy 
They don't they don't often say things about the car. They just try to appeal to like an identity. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're just like driving through Iceland or whatever. Yeah. Don't you like going camping? You can go camping <laughs> with this vehicle. They get a celebrity. Like one of them they had that uh one of them they had like Kit Harrington in the car. He was saying something about the car and he was driving it down the road. I remember mm-hmm. that. <laughs> it's years ago. Do it all the time. All right. Well, I guess that's that. Is it Alex's recommendation? Nice. Whose is it? No, I did The Hobbit. Oh, Ralph. Oh, so is it, is it me? Wow. It's you, Ralph. What have you got for us? Okay, so let me just pull up the list here. All right, so we just did torture. <laughs> so we, we did. We shouldn't do. Should we do another torture, or should we? Whatever like... you want, Ralph. <laughs> as long as it's a different type of torture, I don't mind. All right, let's let's not do torture. I'll I'll, I'll recommend a movie <laughs> from John Waters called Serial Mom. Nice. Okay, sweet. Cool. I haven't seen it yet. That's what we're gonna watch. It's on my list. Yeah. Very interesting. So there you go. It's from nice. 1994. Yeah. So let's check it out. Serial Mom, cool. 1994. All right. If you don't want to get spoiled for Serial Mom, check it out before the next episode. These episodes come out every two weeks. You can listen to them early as they're edited. Go into sardonicast.com, sign up for premium. It's only $2 a month. Same with patreon.com slash sardonicast. Also, we got merch. Link in the description. Also, there's a Sardonicast highlights channel you can subscribe to on YouTube. Link in the description as well. All right. The happy Oscars. Um, <laughs> yeah. Happy <Woo-hoo>. smoochie. <laughs> happy death to smoochie. Happy, yeah. uh, happy death oh, to death to smoochie. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy Shrek.